Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard, our in-house Hoosier, Chris Deaton, to talk about CBO, budget scoring, and how the uh, GOP repeal effort's going. Chris, how are you? Not too shabby on a snowy day. How are you? I just want to ask, once the Mike Pence junta has begun and the pushed has pushed Donald Trump out into the snow, is it true that you've been confirmed as future President Pence's White House spokesperson? Uh, well, no, I actually would defer. I, I would like Mr. T uh, to be the next White House spokesperson. I just think that there would be uh, even more brevity from that podium than there is. I have it from uh, a very today. trustworthy source, Julian Assange, that Hillary Clinton <laughs> is teaming up with uh, the in- intelligence community to make Mike Pence president. And since you are the inside who's your mm-hmm. guy, as we call you around the office, who's your daddy? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that you're a lock with uh, Governor, Vice President, President Pence. Yeah, I'm thankful that that was not my AOL screen name back in the day. <laughs> who's your daddy? It was, it, was, it was probably taken, so it would have been one of those things where I had to add like four random numbers at the end of it. Like, what do those mean? Well, it's my birthday or something like that. Uh, but yes, no, I, I can I can confirm that I will not be a part of the incoming Pence administration that will not exist. <laughs> Well, uh, just for the record, Vice President Pence calls it absurd and offensive as well. But, hey, I love fake news as much as the next guy. (laughs) Speaking of fake news, how about those CBO numbers, huh? Oh, what a pivot. Strong. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, look, there's... It's it's really difficult to to parse this from an objective standpoint because the CBO is one of the keystone examples I think we have nowadays of a nonpartisan agency, and I think that even people who are critical of it would agree that they try to do good work, and uh, their numbers are only as good as the formulas they use to crank them out. Um, that there's nothing untoward here politically going on. Uh, it's just a lack of functionality on the part of the agency to be able to accurately forecast what actually is going to happen uh, with something as complicated as insurance and something that takes in human uh, behavior to account and the types of things are a little more difficult to forecast than money coming in, money coming out based on what tax rates are going to be like, for instance, and what's going to be happening with funding formulas for entitlements. One of the big ones, Michael, that we've been hearing a lot about is uh, 24 million people supposedly, and here's the operative word, losing health insurance as a result of the Republicans' new plan. That was a number that was included in this new CBO report. There's a stark difference between saying that a person is going to lose their health insurance and a person is going to opt out voluntarily of their coverage. Um, most of what is going to be happening here, according to the CBO's own reporting, if you read the fine print, Uh, which is helpful sometimes, that if you do away with Obamacare's individual mandate, um, as the American Health Care Act, this GOP plan does, uh, you're going to incentivize certain people to jump off of the health care rolls if they're no no longer going to be uh, penalized for doing so. And that stretches to the non-group market and the Uh, The exchanges, that stretches some to people who might even opt out of getting employer-sponsored insurance. Um, You have Medicaid to worry about, so we're talking millions and millions and millions of people. And that's one of those things, Michael, the Democrats have jumped all over and tried to use the message and will take home to their constituents, look at the Republicans, kicking you off of your health care, which is just not something uh, that is accurate in terms of interpreting what the CBO is working with here. Yeah, seeing that phrase 
uh, lose coverage again and again in the media coverage made me want mm-hmm. to lose my lunch because it was so <laughs> fake. It was so bogus. Why not report the facts that uh, CBO projects that under this plan, X million will choose to uh, no longer buy insurance, will choose uh-huh. to become uninsured. I mean, there's another way. You can you can tell me the facts, and then I can deal with them. It's very, very frustrating. Uh, I also think it's interesting to see people defending the CBO today who eight years ago uh, were, you know, I should say, who took the numbers from eight years ago for Obamacare, those numbers are now 10 million people off. There are 10 million uh-huh. fewer people in the exchanges than originally predicted. And you've got people standing by those numbers. Once again, I'm not asking to say the CBO is good or bad or evil or liberal or conservative. Just acknowledge right. they were off by 10 million people the last time they were asked to do this because conditions change and human beings make interesting decisions. No, sir. And, and when you're especially trying to forecast eight, nine years into the future, I mean, my goodness, how, how many we can't forecast eight or nine minutes in front of our nose sometimes, man. And when we're having to do this and, like I said, taking into account um, behavioral choices, I mean, it's hard to factor in behavioral economics to something that is just as simply actuarial as this type of stuff. It's hard numbers. Uh, it's not easy to do. And one thing that I do want to just put a bow on what we were just talking about there at that 24 million number. Look, for the people who would choose not to have insurance as a part of this new health care regime that the Republicans want to institute, there might be something that happens here where you do away with the individual mandate, but you retain some of these pre-existing conditions uh, coverages that allow people essentially to get away with not purchasing insurance until after they need it. And you're drawing the low cost, low risk people out of the market. The premiums go up for the remaining people who are in um, the higher risk, higher cost category. Those two things exert influence on each other. And you have this death spiral concern that Republicans have talked about for a long time. There might be people who end up getting priced out of the market and might not have access just because they can't afford it. Of course, there are going to be concerns about that. But you have to consider that as part of the whole. And from the CBO's own reporting, once again, it's it's really choices that people are making as a result uh, of this new liberation that they have and that they once had uh, pre-Obamacare. So you just have to put, put all of that stuff into context. What are you hearing about how the bill is being viewed today versus when it was first rolled out? Uh, is it winning friends or is it losing allies? Wow, that is a terrific question because I'm not sure how much it's doing of either. Um, there, I want to say that there is status quo and that both sides are becoming a little more entrenched. Um, Senate Republicans had a press conference today um, where Majority Leader Mitch McConnell didn't seem to give a whole lot of ground. Um, Roy Blunt, the Missouri senator, seemed to be the big attack dog against the CBO's ability to forecast these types of numbers and to be able to take them with a grain of salt. They seem to be pretty dug in. And then you have on the other side 
Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has had some a uh, couple of press conferences in consecutive days now going along the whole lines of, oh, look, this CBO score only confirms what we already knew, the Trump care, yada, yada, yada stuff that you're going to hear over and over and over again, really both sides digging in their heels. Um, I think that for the people who might be voting on the margins, who are in swing districts, who are worried about uh, what their constituents might think about this and the impact that a score and headlines like the ones that we're seeing um, might have on their evaluation of the bill, those people are worried. Um, I think that the Senate Republicans, the people like Rand Paul, um, who might have been disinclined to look at this legislation favorably already, there's an argument to be made that, look, if you're going to have to deal with a number like this 24 million thing, why didn't we just make the plan more conservative to begin with if we knew we we're going to have to deal with the blowback like this? Um, so it's definitely not making uh, any new friends. I, I would say that if, if anything, the enemies that this thing has made already is only hardening their opposition. And it is interesting to to ask yourself that question. Why try to split the difference? Why not just mm-hmm. pick free market approach, make uh, you know decisions that are going to involve a pl- big political battle, and yet you're fighting for something that you think over time can really win. But I'm sure that uh, President Pence will fix all that when he moves in <laughs> after you colluding with Hillary Clinton. The uh, intelligence community and the Russians have put him in office. And that is your plan, right, Chris Deaton? Everything is all it's all part of the plan, I think, is what the Joker said in the second Batman movie. I happen to know that your secret code nickname in this junta community is Natasha. And so now my question is, who's Boris? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Gosh, maybe uh, I'm going to have to go around the office and see if I can find any volunteers. But uh, maybe we can talk about that next time we get together. Uh, You can't trust a Hoosier. I cannot tell you. You can't trust a Hoosier. (laughs) Chris Deaton, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Talk to you later. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for great reporting and podcast updates. Better still, you can subscribe to this podcast by going to iTunes.com and search Weekly Standard. It'll automatically appear in your iPhone, iPad, whatever. You'll never miss another episode, including our weekly visits with Bill Crystal for the Crystal Clear podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.